All right, so on the line at the moment, we have got Dr. Leoka, uh, who is part of the panel discussion uh, that is taking place this week, Thursday, on the 25th of June, um, that basically talks about the post-budget situation uh, when it comes to the economic stimulus plan uh, in South Africa. Uh, Dr. Leoka, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Okay, so let's let's just chat a little bit about uh, what it is that you do. Uh, you are an economist who who focuses on uh, on on South Africa, um, and and on Thursday you're going to be talking about uh, about COVID nineteen and, and the economic stimulus plan surrounding that. What yes. what does that mean? What does an economist do? Okay, so there are various types of economists. Um, it is a social science, but it it is also um, mathematical, um, so you can decide on which route to take. So you can be a financial economist where you work in banks, which is what I've done for most of my career. Okay. And you look at financial markets. You can also be, uh, you know, a health economist or an economist that looks at transport. And you look at um, uh, an economist that works for an NGO and looks at various things like health care and child uh, malnutrition. Um, so there are various types, but essentially an economist is someone who looks at, uh, I remember my textbook saying, um, making the most out of very little resources. So, you, you know, you look at how people interact um, with either each other or companies or, you know, industry, labor, etc. And you do certain measurements on it. Uh, analyze it and try to make sense of it. Okay. So in this instance, when you look at something like COVID-19, the COVID-19 lockdown, and and more specifically, the economic stimulus plan uh, that is is going to be announced and and discussed, um, on Thursday, what what kind of things are you looking at? What what are you going to be talking about, if, if that makes sense? Yeah, so so really we do have a, a stimulus plan that has been announced a few, I think a month or so uh, ago. And um, what we'll have is that it's a mini budget or a budget, actually a revised budget. Uh, we did have a budget um, which we always have in February and which is um, where the main budget is tabled. And then uh, because of COVID-19, the government has had to reprioritize uh, the budget. So what we had in February doesn't apply uh, because, as we know, um, health has been quite central and there needs to be reprioritization of the budget that was announced in February. So what we will see is we're likely to see um, more expenditure going into health and uh, probably education, uh, but health which which hasn't really been had like the biggest lump sum of of the budget Um, and I think globally it's a phenomenon that we've kind of neglected health and we've focused on education and now we see that um, anyone's health is uh, impacts on the rest of the society whether you're poor or rich but uh, you know society needs to have basic health care and good basic health care so I think there will be an allocation around that and an emphasis on that the other thing is that obviously the economy has been battered because of COVID-19 mm. and I mean the economy has been underperforming even before the pandemic but what has happened is that the pandemic has really sunk us into a deeper deeper hole and 
um, with many companies not operating, many people are unemployed. Um, it is, you know, up to the government to then uh, try to rescue uh, the economy. And what has happened in many countries where there has been fiscal space, and by that I mean, you know, there, um, the, there has been a lot of more funds in fiscus, and the fisc there typically has been a fiscal um, surplus. So uh, we've had a deficit, and our deficit in February already was 7%. So going into, we already know that the deficit that will be announced is, is likely to be 14%. We're in, in, in deep debt as a result of as, uh, economic inactivity. And um, we're going, even our, our debt as a percentage of GDP is also going to widen substantially. And the question for us is how we're going to shrink it beyond um, the pandemic. So we'll get an announcement uh, from the National Treasury in terms of how they view the economy and also um, where and how they've reallocated the February budget and if indeed they have added in, um, uh, more money that is outside of the fiscus. We do know that the New Development Bank, which used to be called the BRICS Bank, the New Development Bank has... Um, uh, extended a loan of $1.5 billion and that is predominantly for COVID and that can go into health in, in, in general and um, so that can also give us a little bit of room so we can reallocate whatever was already set out to health for health before and reallocate it elsewhere. Okay, so what does this ultimately mean for the man on the street? So the consumer sitting at home, um, you know, under lockdown, what, what does this actually mean? How is this going to affect his, his or her bottom line? Yeah. So I guess having a fund from elsewhere, say if it's the IMF or World Bank or NDB going into health, it makes means that the government can actually put more money and resources into helping the man in the street. And what they, how they can do that is either through um, uh, putting aside more funds that will go to rescuing um, the unemployed, for instance. I know that's what they did a few months ago, and what I am hearing is that the money is not trickling down, but the system, the pipeline is not working efficiently. So a lot of people who are applying for rescue funds and relief funds, a lot of businesses especially, are finding it very difficult to access these funds. And um, so the pipeline is not operating efficiently, and I hope that they sort that out. Um, but also I think that the requirements have been very, very onerous. So, you, you know, for those in the informal sector who have, haven't been tax compliant, for instance, now have to, in order for them to access that money, now have to be tax compliant and tap into those resources. But those are the hiccups that, you know, that we're faced with. Yeah. But essentially, I think that the good thing is, is if they reallocate it properly, is that we will get, uh, we should get a little bit of a buffer. They just need to work on how this money is transmitted uh, efficiently so that um, small businesses don't just wait and wait and wait until they sink and disappear. The other problem, although, with this whole exercise is that debt, debt is not free money. And unfortunately, mm. um, for some of us who are, I guess, uh, below 50, is that this is a debt that we'll incur and our children will incur um, for a long time. 
So I think that it is up to us to ensure that this generation and and as in the, the you know the ministers and the politicians who have committed themselves to this to this um, these debts that they service them and ensure that we do we we are very prudent in terms of expenditure going forward so that we don't face in 20 years time uh, the burden of having to still. Um, Fund, uh, pay to pay for these for this, these loans that we've taken. Okay, so when you say that we are going to incur that debt, or, or our children are going to incur that debt, does that mean that we would need to pay it back via taxes? Um, it depends on 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 how. But um, so one way is it's not right. I think not. It, taxes won't be enough to pay back. Okay, it will be in terms of doing major cuts. So what I suggested is that um, I think that we we haven't been utilizing the, even the current budget properly over the years. We've spent recklessly over the years and unnecessarily. So we what the, the biggest problem in the budget is uh, wages, and wages you can't uh, adjust much. You know you can't in terms of. You either have to be very um, strict about it and say, look, cutting 15% of every uh, government worker's salary, except for maybe the lowest tiers, and then you kind of recoup money that way. Mm. And then you work on a plan in terms of saying that in the next couple of years, certain departments may be redundant or may be uh, downgraded to second tier. For instance, I, if I was a finance minister, I would have said, Look, there's certain government departments like public works, for instance, doesn't have to be a full on, fully fledged government department with a minister and a, a deputy minister and a whole department. That can be an agent of the state, you know, like an agency, to have it as an agency working uh, uh, with the state. Same with uh, department, you know, um, minister of women and um, many other departments which I feel, you know, DPE doesn't have to exist as public enterprise. Because why don't you take all those entities and put them under the relevant um, departments? Yeah. For instance, if come back into energy, and and if you are you know insisting on, I mean, whatever transport it is, be it FAA goes, it should go back to transport departments. But on on FAA, I think that we we just need to. Bear, you know, bury their sentiment and um, accept that we can't afford to pay 20-odd billion rand towards a, a, an airline, especially in this period where even if we had to pay it tomorrow, um, flights are not going to be, um, uh, you know, many people are not going to use planes. Yeah. We've seen yeah. it all over the world that uh, it is unlikely for people to start flying even this year. And in the U.S., they're, getting, they're seeing second waves of this pandemic, yes, they're in the summer uh, months, but in, as the fall um, approaches, uh, they're going to they're expecting increases. So again, that means that in our summer, we're not going to see many people flying into South Africa. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for me to, you know, for for them to to put so much money into an FAA, especially at this time. If anything, I think they need to save that money and maybe. Uh, um, give it, I would say, as checks 
to South Africans directly, and this is what the U.S. has done. So even if you give uh, 2,000 rand checks once off to every South African, it goes a long way because it starts, especially not, you know, not the wealthy, obviously. But what it does is that it, it, it starts, people will start spending that money, and that's one way of uh, um, stimulating an economy. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Dr. Le- Leoka, thank you so much for your time. And we, oh, look, forward to, we look forward to, 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 to the event on Thursday where you unpack um, not only these issues, but, but, but the majority of the, of the issues for what's next um, and what do we do next. Um, uh, and, and, and that is obviously part of the UP alumni events. Um, thank you very much for your time and have a great day further.